on episode 51 of the Hitman Podcast. Yeah. Chris and myself talk about nosy shoppers. Why <laughs> are they so damn nosy? <laughs> we also get into some NBA free agency talk. There's a lot of movement going around and a lot of dollars being passed around. And me and Chris go through every transaction and whether they help or hurt these teams. And we talk about the Lakers being too damn old. We get a final medal count for the USA as they close out the Olympics out in Tokyo. Quick hits, we get off into the massacre that was the verses between the locks and dipset. Jackson Hayes getting arrested and how the LAPD tried to play the kid and try to get him fined mm-hmm. in the NBA. Dr. Dre's daughter's in the news needing help and there's a brand new documentary mm-hmm. from one of my favorite artists of all time on the way. Don't forget the sneaker rundown, the game show and shout outs. Episode 51 of the Hit Me and Podcast starts right now. Let's go. get twisted and I'm having a bad day from now on I'm just gonna pull up the Jada Kiss highlights from the versus battle uh, that's gonna on, get man. you going that's the motivating factor come on man I'm outside whenever I'm you hear outside. that MVP chant you already know what's the deal it's the most valuable podcast in the world yes sir the Hitman Podcast yeah. what's good what's the word Chris checking in my partner Mo what's the word bro how you feeling Bro, I was about to come on here and tell you that I'm feeling like Jada Kiss after a versus <laughs> battle, bro. Feeling healthy, feeling strong. You know what I'm saying? Feeling like I can't be beat. I can't <laughs> be touched. <laughs> hey, man. Nah, man. I'm feeling good, though. I'm feeling amazing, Joe. How you feeling? Man, I'm cool, bro. I've been, I, it's been a bunch of ups and downs. Like, that was an incredible, incredible night. We're going to get off into it, but. Yeah. Had some, had a real long weekend. Shout out to our brother Phil. Went to his 90s birthday party. That shit was lit. Uh, what up, boy? I got heckled by the police early. I was on my way to pick up some. I got some new, you know what I'm saying? Some regular, regular. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? I got another one. I got slight, another one, dog. <laughs> slight flex. I got another hey, one, dog. Yo, on the topic of PS, on the topic of PS fives, while you just you know humbly flexed your PS five, uh, I saw a report that uh, PlayStation they they released a statement saying they had sold like ten million consoles in the US. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Right. So, how do you have to feel knowing that you know ten million consoles were sold in the US and you one of these cats still trying to get one? 
Because there's people still, I see people still trying to get one. And I'm not going to put your business out there, but it sounds like you just keep coming up and you keep getting lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it like Tony Kukov. I don't know. You know, Phil called a lot of plays for me this season and it just worked out. I don't know, man. I just be getting lucky, bro. I ain't never really won much in my life. I ain't winning raffles and contests and stuff like that when I was younger. So, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Right. I don't know what I'm going to do with this one. Like, I think this is the fifth one. Fourth, fourth, fifth one. I think we might Come do on, a giveaway. Man. I might. I don't know. <laughs> no, I thought you only had like three. This boy said five. Oh, man. Yeah, we might have to do something with that for sure. I mean, I, I don't know, dog. I, I you just, know, I'm, I'm I blessed, don't own a PS5, bro. I don't own this PS5, and it's by choice. I, it's by choice. You anti? Like, nah, I was just like, I was getting to this point where I'm like, man, man, I'm not playing video games no more. I'm done with that. But I just had a revelation, like, probably like in the last two weeks. Like, damn, I, I definitely miss turning on the game. And I got <laughs> consoles here, but I'm I'm like, I'm old, man. I need a new one now. So, you know, I might be talking to you on the side after we get done about, you know, possibly you know, putting that PS5 up for all. Take care of the shipping. We'll figure it out. You know what I'm saying? All right. You are, you, you are, you are real, you are real, you a stand up guy. But otherwise, man, it's just, it's, I've been cool. It's just a bunch of up and downs. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. it was right. a real good weekend and I had a crazy ass morning, bunch of running around and stuff to do. You, you said you got hassled by police. Let's stop that. What? I mean, look at me. You know what I'm saying? Long hair, beard, you feel me? <laughs> Successful, you feel me? Handsome, all that. You dig what I'm saying? You know how I go. Okay. You know how okay. I go. So, okay. All right, say less. Whatever. But I made it I made it alive to the podcast. That's the most important thing. There you go, you man. We're here now. And then That's like all that matters. a couple of things happened, bro. Like, I know you was looking at the notes when I sent you. You was like, Bob the bicycle, man. Who the fuck is that? Yeah, man. What's <laughs> that, bro? So I I didn't even ask. So Bobby the bike man, like when I was a shorty, like he's like the dude in, in the in the neighborhood. Like he fixed everybody bikes. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Like right. If, if you your chain slip or like you got a busted tire or whatever, like you right. take it to buy the bike man. And he he all right, give me a couple of days, I'll fix it. He ain't never charged nothing, ain't want nothing. He just liked bikes. Like that was his thing. I don't know if he was like a Tour de France athlete when he was younger. What don't nobody really know his history. Long story short, right. I ain't seen him in Hellas, but I was uh, running the other day, working out, and I seen him. He in a walker now. I'm like, damn, Bob the bike yeah. man in a walker, bro. Like that's crazy. So it was just one of them things where like life started to move a little fast, and it kind of pissed me off a little bit because I was like, damn, like, he too good of he hey, too Eric good of a dude. He too good of a good Samaritan <laughs> to be in a in a walker. Like damn, he down there one foot in the grave. You feel me? Uh, hey, unfortunately. Um, for, hey, but he's still living. He's still living. But unfortunately, that's how life goes, man. You know, life goes on and you get older and everybody got their time. And, you know, we going to all grow old. We going to be in Walker. God willing, I'll be, I I'll be, be, like I'll be in a Walker. You know, God willing, I'll be in a Walker. I, God willing, I'll be alive at his age. Still, you know what I'm saying? Enjoying life and living life to the best that I can. But no, nah, like, I seem like every neighborhood got the bike dude. We had a dude named, shout out to Paul. I don't know. Like, I don't know where Paul at now, but Paul was the dude. He lived right down the street from right. me. Paul had a, Paul used to get us right. Broken in the tools, <laughs> putting mags on our Look, tires, doing all fall. that yeah, stuff. Yeah, your bro. pegs break Yo, off. Because you know, you used to always get somebody a ride. Your pegs <laughs> yeah. break off. He got the, the yeah. perfect tool to fix it. 
So yeah, yeah, man. man. He's like, yeah, give me twenty minutes, come back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, get us, get us right, tighten up our brakes, <laughs> all that stuff. You know, hey, bike life was a real thing before we had whips. Like, man, I mean, I don't know. We we might not have no younger viewers, but you know, bikes was the way to get around. That's the only way we got around. We used to go outside back yes, when kids used to go, go outside <laughs> and ride bikes. And and you only knew where everybody was at because everybody bike was in the front yard. That's when you knew the house that everybody was at. So, uh, yeah, good times, man. Shout out to, you know, shout out to Bob. Shout out to Paul, man. Taking care of us when we was younger, for sure. We appreciate y'all tapping in with us each and every time we do it. Want y'all know that we everywhere that podcast live. Apple Podcasts, huh. Google yep. Podcasts, huh. Spotify, yes, huh. Anchor, all of that. Make sure y'all hit us up in the mailbag. We actually got a mailbag we're going to get into today. Oh, yes, sir. Y'all can check us out. Y'all know where we at the Hitman Podcast at gmail.com. Always hit us up on the socials at the Hitman Podcast at labeled and known at Mo underscore Sal. To this day. Before we get off into the show, man, let me ask you something. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was talking to my shorty about this. Like, the concept of being a nosy shopper, because I was. You know, I'm trying to get back to working out for real, for real, for real. Like, for real. Okay. Not just be a right. But I was in the store, you know what I'm saying, trying to get situated with the smoothies and the food and all of that. And I noticed, like, I'm a nosy shopper and people around me are nosy shoppers. So, like, I'm guilty. Of, like, I ain't going to lie. Like, if I go down the aisle, if I go past an aisle and I see some gray leggings, like, it don't matter. It don't matter what, like what, what's down that aisle. You feel me? If it's gray leggings, I'm going to create a reason. I'm going to invent a reason to go back down the aisle. Because gray <laughs> leggings is gray leggings. Not black leggings, not navy blue leggings. Gray leggings always do it. You talking about like leggings on like just hanging on the, hanging on the rack? What you talking about? Yes. Bro, bro. I'm confused what you talking about, bro. Women in gray, <laughs> black women in gray leggings. We color blocking on this episode. <laughs> Okay. And so, like, I was talking to her about it. I'm like, yeah, so anyway, I'm shopping. You dig what I'm saying? And, and I was getting, like, the fruit and stuff to go to the smoothies, whatever. <laughs> so I'm reaching down to get something out of the, out, like, one of the freezer, like, one of the, the, the freezer aisles. And all of a sudden, I'll hear, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I look up like, damn, what's going on? This lady in my face with a car, like, yo, we just opened a smoothie bar down the street. Uh, uh, come check us out. Why would I need this card? First of all, that's illegal. You can't even solicit in a store, no way. <laughs> but why are you even in my face with this card? But it's because she was looking at my cart, seeing what I had in my cart, right? Then I yeah, went down another. Yeah. I went down another aisle, and I was getting some. I think I was getting ginger or something. And someone was like, "Ooh, somebody eats healthy." And it was this chick, and she had on gray leggings. So I look, and I was like, "All right, but why she in my cart though?" <laughs> so I'm like, I got to thinking. Like, imagine if I was. Shopping and I had like tampons, you feel me, in my in my cart. And somebody that was nosy or trying to be like on the key or whatever, like, damn, I want to try to talk to him, but he got tampons. I mean, he got a girl at home. Or like if I had a, a cart full of diapers, they can be like, damn, he got a baby already, but like, damn, should I try, still try to talk to him? Maybe the mom ain't around. I don't know. In any case, I was gonna ask you, like, have you ever felt like it was a nosy shopper on you? You feel what I'm saying? Like, what Perfect example. When we was in Vegas, right? We went to Vegas for uh Fourth of July weekend, and we was going yeah. to get some liquor. And uh uh, my man's was like he he was trying to sell some cologne in the parking lot. I'll let you tell the story. Okay. I'll let okay. you tell the story. Okay. Go ahead. But well, he was a no, no, he was like, a nosy I mean, shopper, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let me tell you. There's some things where you kind of like 
All right. <laughs> I didn't know the conversation was going here first and foremost, but this is interesting. The Grey Lakers thing, I ain't never like this is a thing that I've I've never even nope, I promise you, I ain't never even thought about this till now. And I'm thinking, like, have I done that before? I don't think so. But let's talk about nosy shoppers, right? I've been a nosy shopper, but not in the ways, not not like looking at somebody's cart to see what they buy. And I think that that's just like, I don't know, in a sense, it's kind of weird. But if you solicit in, it's smart, right? I think the lady is smart. If she's trying to get a customer to buy like these smoothies and she see your cart and you got all these fresh fruits yeah, and all yeah, this stuff yeah, in there, definitely then smart. it's smart for her to come. Now, it's illegal, but it's smart, <laughs> right? It's smart. <laughs> all right. All right. Cool. I'm with that. But I'm more nosy. I'm more nosy because I'm just trying to stay safe. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, you can't trust nobody. So when I'm shopping, I'm really no, normally looking through the aisles, like, and I like to shop with my headphones in. I like to play my music because exactly. I don't. Sometimes I'll just leave my headphones in, actually, just so nobody will bother me and come up to me and talk to me. You should try that one time. The and idea, yeah, I, I had my right headphones now. in, <laughs> and it, it, it didn't, it didn't phase them one bit. She yeah, tapped man. me all, like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. God damn. Well, that's unfortunate, but it normally works for me. But honestly. I'm always looking to make sure that I'm on my P's and Q's because I can't trust the shopper to the left, to the right, behind me, in front of me. I just can't trust them. So normally I'm looking for that. And like I like the people watch. So outside of going grocery shopping, I like the people watch. I'll go out and people watch because I think people are individuals are just funny. People do funny stuff like not not to rag on them or anything. People just are just funny to me. So I'm always watching for just to see some funny stuff. And I'm not a type person to pull out their phone, like record. But I see so much recordable shit when I'm out. <laughs> like, yo, so, so, yeah, I'm nosy in that regard, man, because I'm like, yo, I see so many world star moments. I see so many viral moments that could go viral if I pull out my phone right now. But that's normally why I'm being nosy, not to see what's in somebody's cart because I ain't paying for it. So mm, it's hard to not though. So point? like I seen this dude, I was in a I was in the grocery store like two weeks ago. And he in the grocery store screaming in the phone, arguing with somebody, well, fuck you two then. And he got teddy bears and eggs and like pampers <laughs> in his cart. So I'm like, oh he a he's a he's a gangster. He arguing with, he's it, a he gang with a side piece. He's a gangster in the in the in the flower aisle. You feel what I'm saying? On the phone with his girl. She probably don't <laughs> know where he at right now. She probably don't know what he's shopping for. <laughs> He probably hey, was most, people go, <laughs> most people go shopping to get on the phone. They actually talk like I like that. People can't be themselves like or talk in the house. Like I know some people that just, you know, some people get in the car, take a car drive. And that's when they get on the phone. And some people probably use, you know, uh, shopping as a form of therapy. And they go out and they get whatever feelings they got to get off on the phone in the store. And they don't care who see it. Like, it is what it is. Live your life, player. <laughs> This is a crazy topic, bro. Leave the comments. <laughs> leave the comments down here. Make sure y'all subscribe. We on YouTube, by the way. I forgot to gray, mention that. Put the leggings. comments down here. Let me know how y'all feel about the gray leggings and nosy shopping. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> With no further ado, we some... we're going to get off into it. I got more week already. We got some sports to talk about, man. It's funny, man. We did we did went off on a tangent. Nosy shopping is a sport. It's probably it's nosy shoppers. It's probably it an a, Olympic it, sport for real, for real. But we're gonna get man, off into it. Sorry, we kept you. Go ahead and get off into it. I'm glad you talked about the Olympics. We're gonna talk about something later. Who up the bands? Who up the, the bands? Band. You know what? This is how we're gonna start it off since we're coming off a, a massacre. You feel me? This is how we're gonna start with the music. You did what I'm saying? So we going like with that. the we going with the Olympics. We going with the NBA. Where you where you want to go with it first, bro? What's up with it? 
I want to just talk about the versus battle real quick. All right, Cam, you live in Miami, Cam. You live in Miami, Cam. I can't. I would be. I would be wrong to not start this to talking about the locks versus Dipset battle, mm. bro. I when they first announced it, I thought that it was already. I this was everything I imagined it to be. Right? We are both hip hop fans. We study hip hop. We you know up on it. We we listen to all different type of artists. But the locks and Dipset, that was our era. You know, especially Dipset, especially what they what Dipset did for the culture. So for us to see that battle and for us to see that that like was to me like 1990s, like the middle in Brooklyn or Harlem, like two MCs going at it. But it just happened to be two groups. We've never been there. But if, if I have to imagine it. That's what it looked like on that versus, right? And so, shout out to Dipset, shout out to the Locks. It was a very entertaining versus. But man, shout out to Jada Kiss, man. He was the MVP. He put up 90 points, 35 <laughs> rebounds, 87 assists, 100% from the free up. throw line. I mean, man, he did his thing, man. And uh, vir- so, so many viral moments, so many timeless moments in that battle. I'm going to choose not to remember Dipset in that manner because if that was your first time ever being introduced to Dipset, based on that battle, you might think that them boys ain't, they, they ain't shit. But don't do that. Dipset had records. Dipset is a one of the top hip-hop groups of all time and they need to be respected as such. But that versus night was Jada's night in so, the locks. They so just showed them. It was a master class. So I listened to Joe Budden and them and they basically broke the whole thing down. The locks is killers. I, I I forgot. I didn't pick. That's, that's I didn't pick. Dip, I that's didn't pick Dipset. But like he said, bro, they trained assassins. They was not. And then when it comes to the Battle of New York, yo, why do? Why all of a sudden the first time people get to go outside? Why does versus all of a sudden take URL's job? Like, do we really need uh <laughs> that scene anymore? Because they pretty much did the battle rap better than the battle rap. The the top of the top of the battle rap industry. That looked like, ter- look like a high stakes URL battle for real, for real. Exa- oh, oh, the stage setup, the whole, the crowd setup, everything that looked like a straight up. You are right about that, but it's only, it's only certain names that's gonna bring that out. That's gonna bring that type of love, that type of energy out. The locks and Dipset is bringing that type of energy. You see Mello in the building, Fab in the building, Fat, Fat Joe. Joe. I mean, <laughs> eh, eh, hey, Fat Joe, recap of this battle. If you never, if you have not seen it, go to his IG. His recap of this battle is everything. He puts you right there. If you close your eyes and listen to Fat Joe talk about this battle, <laughs> you will be right in Madison Square Garden at the Locks Dips battle. So um, it's amazing, man. I just want to recap on that real quick because I thought it was, did you it see was the, one of did the you best recap, things I've seen in hip hop. Did you recap the chicks, though, that got caught in the bathroom that was coming out of the star? You didn't see that? I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what I'm talking about. I don't. You don't know what I I'm talking, what about. talking about. Oh, my God. Bobby, you didn't see? You didn't see it? Explain Oh, it. my what God. Happened? So, it was a, a clip. Shout out to What's the Word TV. Cody Mack, what up? Corley, what up? Um, everybody was in the bathroom at the garden, like, in the men's bathroom. Like, you know, it was a New York situation. Shooting dice, niggas in there blowing, <laughs> blowing it down. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. And then all of a sudden you see these right. two like bad females, like these joints just walk walk out of a bathroom stall and like try to like hurry up and get back to the to the um to the arena. So they like, oh, we on that? That's what y'all on in here. And the whole bathroom went crazy. 
The whole bathroom went crazy. Look at how that sound. The whole bathroom. <laughs> the whole bathroom. But you know, only, you know only, they, they only in New York, man. You know what they was in there doing. Why y'all in? That ain't my business. That ain't my business. <laughs> that ain't my business. Shout out to New York. I love New York. I can't wait to get back out there. I think I'm gonna be out there soon for uh they got governor's ball going out there in a few couple months. So I'm gonna go out there and check that out. Uh-huh. But uh sh- yeah, shout out to New York. Y'all put on for verses for sure. Yeah, man. Epic night. Sorry that uh <laughs> the locks brought the dipset headstone out there though, because it just it was, was down sad. here from song two on on through the song one. When he said, you don't even live in New York. You live in Miami. And kicked it off with, I was like, you. Uh, Rick Flo. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, legendary night. Legendary night if you a hip-hop fan, too. That was just the essence right there. So, uh, shout out to both groups. Speaking of legendary nights, the Olympics officially closed down. Closing ceremonies ended the other day. Um, shout out to all of the Olympians. Shout out to all of the brave men and women. That went out and put on for their country's round of applause. Yeah. Pretty much seemed like it went off without a hitch. There was no bomb threats, no super like super spreader COVID cases. And it seemed like for the most part, everything went off without a hitch. Tokyo was a, I guess, a gracious host, but what we came to see, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Kevin Durant. Bam out of bio. You feel me? Zach Levine, Dame Lillard. They took home the gold. They took home the gold. El Oro. They did it. Feel what I'm saying? They did it. They defeated friends in they defeated friends in the gold medal game. Uh Kevin Durant led the way for the United States Olympians to win the gold medal. I think this is the what? Fourth straight? Third straight? This is Kevin Durant's third gold medal. Third gold medal. Um I mean Shout out to Kevin Durant because I'm not going to say it. It's hard to say what would have happened if he wasn't there. But I would take a good guess to say that they probably would have got the silver medal or worse. Uh, Kevin Durant put on, man. He put on. He showed why he is KD. Remember in that interview a uh, a few years ago when he looked at the reporter and said, know my name? (laughs) You know what my name is? That's KD, and he proved that he is. I mean, a lot of people will say that he's the best basketball player in the game today. I can't. I'm not going to argue that. You can go between him or Giannis. I'm personally going to pick KD, uh, and he showed why he could score at every level. It's nothing you can really do with KD. You just hope he have an off night. And in the championship game, what did he have? Drop another 29. So in every like every closing game, every gold medal game that he's played in, which is three of them, he's averaged 30 points a game. He's not I an mean, all-time. He's not an all-time scoring leader uh, for the U.S. national team. Is he all-time Olympian? All-time in the Olympics? All, or just all-time, all-time, United all-time USA uh, scoring scoring uh, leader. Another and that record, that record will not be broken. That record will not be broken. Um, and if he plays, and if he plays in the next Olympics four years from now, it definitely wouldn't. I don't think that ever gets broke. Uh, it's just. You got it's a testament to a to a dude who's a bona fide scorer. You right. know what I'm saying? Like you got to give him his credit. Give the other guys the credit too. Give the first time Olympians the credit. Drew Holiday. I'm sorry. I don't know if y'all watching the Olympics and y'all was able because the games came on late at night. You know what I'm saying? Like two Except in the morning. For the championship. You know what I'm saying? Except for the championship game. But even if you watch that championship game, my goodness, 
Drew Holiday put the clamps on whoever he was guarding. He put on a class to how to defend. Like he wasn't using his hands. He was just sliding to the spot and beating his man to the spot every single time. He was causing all havoc on the uh-huh. court. Um, so even though the uh, USA wasn't really scoring like that, they was getting the bulk of their scoring from Kevin Durant on a defensive end. Drew Holiday set the tone by far. So you got to give him credit. Give first-time Olympians like Devin Booker some credit. Give Damian Lillard some credit, even though he missed two crucial free throws mm. in the clutch that almost made the game, you know, interesting. He didn't play uh, well, get, though. He didn't play well the entire Olympics. He, he showed heart, but you could tell the rule changes, the lack of, like, calling foul, calling, like, American fouls, it started to, like, take a huge toll on his game. He wasn't really effective, which was surprising to me. I thought that with his long-range shooting and his ability to kind of, like, spread the floor a little bit more was going to do wonders for him. And instead, it went the other way. But still, all the same salute to him for for showing up every night. Absolutely salute. Um, With Dame, the thing that makes Dame great is flair, right? His ability to pull up from 30, 40 feet. When you playing with other great players, that's not necessary. It's just not. True. You know? True. Um, you going and in the Olympics, you it's almost a sign of like disrespect. I would take it, right? This is a game of sportsmanship when you come into the Olympics. You're not really trying to show up your opponent. You're gonna play to the best of your ability, but you're not really trying to show him up like ridiculously crazy. So um he's not pulling up from 40 there. And he's playing a different role here. Damian Lillard, out of all the guys on that team, have has never really had to sacrifice in his career. If you look mm. at it, Damian Lillard has always been the one man show, even mm. in Portland, even with Dan, uh, CJ there. He's the one man show. So you got to come here where you got to kind of he's had to sacrifice his game and it showed a little bit. Dame Lillard, don't get it twisted. He's still Dame. He just had to sacrifice. So it was a little different for him, for him there. Um, Bam Adebayo played great. He played great defense. He played he played his role. Um, Draymond Green was the unsung hero to me. We all get on Draymond about not scoring. Did all little things for Team USA for them to, to to win this gold medal. So and they let people know about it. They hopped on the live. They chastised everybody, including probably us, that said they probably wouldn't win the gold medal. Rightfully so. If we don't talk it, we gotta hear it when they win. So um, salute to them. Shout to them. And I think that in 2024 we'll have a better class. Hopefully, Steph, you know, comes out the trees and comes and plays. He's gonna be off of making 58 million dollars a year. So I mean, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well, you know, jump out. So we'll, we'll have. I think there'll be more star power in 2024. Uh, but for what they had and the conditions that they had to go under with the whole COVID and the season, the NBA season uh, ending so late, and them having people drop off like Bradley Bill. Uh, salute to them for winning, and salute to Javel McGee. Uh, got a gold medal. He came and got a gold medal, and his him now he's the first mother uh, son mother duo. With his mother, Pam, um, who won a gold medal for the USA uh, women's basketball team back in the 70s. I don't have the exact date, but they are the first son and mother duo to win gold medals. So shout out to them. Zach Levine was playing dominant defense. I don't know why they thought I don't know why they thought Luca was gonna be a one-man show and get to the finals, but he almost but he did his thing too and he walked away with I I would say something better than a gold medal in some in some circles we're gonna talk (laughs) about it in a second but not to be outdone um, the women's side of the fence the women's 
Olympic basketball team. I think they won a seventh straight gold medal led by yeah. Sue and Diana Taraji, uh, Asia Wilson, and others. So salute to Legends. USA basketball all the way around going Legends. out to Tokyo taking care of business. Uh, Seven straight gold medals. Unmatched. Haven't lost a game in that span in the Olympics. Shout yeah, out to Brittany Grinder games. too. Yo, shout out to Tarasi Subert, the probably the last Olympics for sure. Uh, legends in the game of basketball, not just in the Olympics, but in the game of in the, the whole entire sport of women's basketball. Shout out to them. Um, women's basketball is the biggest dynasty in the world. In the United States women's basketball is the biggest dynasty in the world. Probably the best we've probably ever seen. So shout out to them. Watch the WNBA. Watch more hooping. That's that where it's at. For real, for real. Stupid. Shout out to Allison <laughs> Felix as well. I think she won her 10th. 11. 11. She got, a, she got 10 and 11. 10 broke the record. So she broke Carl Lewis. Was a Carl Lewis record, right? Yep. She's the most decorated track and field athlete of all time. Crazy, 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 Amazing. crazy. Shout out to Allison Felix. Man. Do you got the medal count? Do you know how many we took home gold-wise? I don't really care about silver uh, and bronze. I, I yeah. Mean, you know, me. You know. I mean, a medal was a medal in the Olympics. So I'll break it down, though. The U.S. ended up taking a total of 113 medals home. Boom, uh, 39 boom. being gold, 41 silver, 33 bronze. Uh, not too shabby. Uh, second was China. They came in with 88 total medals, but they had 38 gold medals, Dang. one behind the U.S. So, um, and I think that that's pretty dope. Japan came in third with a total of 58, and then you had Great Britain, Great Britain with 65, and uh, yeah, you got a few more countries here, but those would be the ones to be noted. Do we know what? Did we ever figure out what uh, the Olympics going to be in the next four years? It was it three years? I'm confused. Paris. now. It's Paris? Is Paris. it 2024 so or is it going to be 2025? It's 2024. They're still on schedule for 2024. And then LA, 2028. Uh, That's gonna be something. Uh, gotta try to find a way to. Gotta try to find a way to get there. Are uh, we in there like wet booty hair? You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's get off in the free agency. Y'all know we. Y'all know what y'all came to see. That was just the appetizer. Shout out to Olympians. <laughs> well, let's get back to reality. A let's bunch go. of moving and shaking over the past couple a of days, man. A lot of money. Where you want to start? Out. You want to start with the collusion that didn't that didn't get fined? You want to start with? The super team uh, theory still popping, or you want to <laughs> give everybody they 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 turn? What's uh, up? Where you want to go with it first? Let's go ahead and start with you know a couple's. Uh, I'm not gonna call them small free agent signings. These are these are decent free agent small signings. Let's man. talk about let's talk about the Nets. <laughs> they went ahead. The Nets went ahead and locked down Blake Griffin. Uh, he signed signed back on for another year and give it another try. Nice. And uh, but more importantly, they picked up Patty Mills, uh-huh. sharpshooter. <laughs> Um, did his things for Australia in the Olympics and went and signed a contract with the Nets. So he'll be teamed up with that three-headed monster, KD, Kyrie, James Harden. And now you got a sharpshooter that, you know, you can't leave open in the corner, but you can't also leave these three dudes open. So somebody got to eat, right? Uh, the rich get richer. So uh, Patty Mills goes there. What you think about that? Strong uh, guard play. A solid backup for Kyrie or James Harden, whoever you consider the point guard of the team. And then you can play three guard sets, four guard sets if you want to bring Kevin Durant in there. So a small ball five. They're going to put up a lot of shots. They're going to have probably the number one offense in the league. uh, And they're going to make it look real easy. Patty Mills is a killer. I like Blake Griffin coming back. Give him a chance to 
actually get healthy and give it one more go round. I saw rumors. The, nah, I don't know if it was a rumor, but they got a quote from Lamarcus Aldridge saying that his condition stabilized. He's thinking about coming back. Stay mm-hmm. your ass at home, bro. We good. We good. <laughs> we good. Hey, man. He like you know what? His health is number one for he, sure. That's what I, I mean. I would want him to be healthy. Yeah. No, I know. I know you got a different way of saying things. It's all. It's all in love, though. <laughs> 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 it's all in love. But no, man. His health is number one, man. If you if you jeopardizing your health, like you said, Chris, stay home. You know. Uh, we don't we don't want to see anything bad happen or nothing like that. So uh, hopefully he's getting the right attention. He's getting evaluated in the right way. And he's going about checking all the boxes to make sure if he is coming back, that he's fully 100 percent healthy. Word. So um, that's cool with that. Uh, now, going back to the Nets. Now, when Katie went to the Warriors, I was like, yo, this offense is like crazy gonna be the best offense of all time i'm here to now scratch that and say that this next upcoming year we might see the best offensive display on a basketball court that we have ever seen Mm. at one time Mm. i just i'm I'm just putting that on the table i don't know what that means because last year i was laughing when they got together and said yo these dudes gonna default score 120 points a game they did that they did they, they pretty much did that right but they all didn't even play at the same time they only played nine games together and they did that right they get a whole summer under their belt they get training camp they get get healthy everybody's feeling good everybody's gelling yo we might have to push that up they might average upwards of 125 points a game they gotta stay healthy though that's the name of the game it there. Yeah, if they healthy, I don't see the night. I see on most nights them scoring 125 or more. Uh. And then on bad nights, they scoring about 110. I mean, damn. Like, I don't see, I just don't see how they don't score 125 points a night. It's going to be the greatest display of offense we probably ever seen at one time. On the Did they let DeAndre Jordan sure. go? No, they kept him. Um, reports was saying that he was supposed to be, they wanted to add him in that deal for Spencer Didwoody. But because he has such strong relationships with the the victory with Kevin Durant, uh, James Harden, and Kyrie, uh, they were able to convince them to keep him. So uh, DeAndre Jordan will be there, and they need him. They don't have no they don't have no size up front, so uh, he'll be needed there. Spencer, then what he's speaking of, he ended up signing a deal with the Washington Wizards. Um, obviously, he, that instantly makes him. Uh, a focal point, extreme focal point in that offense, teaming him up with Bradley Beal. Uh, he was supposed to be a stabilizing force. He was essentially going to get Patty Mills' spot on the Nets, but he goes to Washington, who made the playoffs due to the play-in tournament that they bring him back. So that's a that's a leg up for the Wizards. Chicago Bulls, the hometown. Chicago Bulls, they made some moves, man. Starting off. They went ahead and got Lonzo, picked him up for 85 mil. They also turned around and got DeMar DeRozan mm-hmm. along with Alex yep. Caruso to round out the guard play. And they and they added uh, Ayo in the draft. So, bunch of guards. Uh, a tremendous shot in the arm in terms of trying to get them some talent to make them in the hunt for a playoff spot. You know how I feel about DeMar DeRozan, but I want to get your thoughts on the pickups before I get my two cents. I love I love the pickups. I love what the Bulls are doing. Um, first, before I even get into 
the pickups. It feels damn good <laughs> to have a front office who is competent, who knows what they want to do, a vision, and they're making competent moves. I'm looking at the Word. moves like this makes sense. Yes, this makes sense. Every move they're making, this makes sense. So shout out to the general manager of the Bulls, uh, Mark Eversley. And then you definitely got to shout out our tours. And I don't want to mess up his last name, but um, Carney Zofas. Yeah. So uh, shout out to them. They're doing a great job. They're retooling this team. They're making sure that, you know, like it was a, we were always for the last, like, I want to say 10 years, the Bulls have been in this rebuilding process, holding on to players too long, then getting rid of players and saying we rebuilding again, then picking up Jimmy Butler and D Wade and then saying like oh we're trying to go for it but at the same time we build then like oh let's let all of them go and like so for us to be in that process of rebuilding and rebuilding rebuilding it seems like now we're out of that rebuilding phase and now the next step is all right playoffs this team is a playoff team so let's get into the roster lonzo ball coming off one of his best seasons shooting the basketball uh so and it's only getting better he's only going to get better he retooled that jump shot that motion now should seem like muscle memory to him now so that jump shot is only going to get better he comes into a situation in chicago which to me um is a situation for him to flourish to really get people involved get us levine involved get the rookies involved um i just really like that pickup for them first and foremost i know you think there's too many guards so let's get to that right you pick up demar derozan so now you got demar derozan you got Zach Levine and you got Lonzo Ball, right? You also have Kobe White. And then they did pick up uh who else were the other was that the other guards? What Alex other Caruso, guards? Kobe White. Oh, Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso. Okay. So Word. you have that you have that group of guards, right? Right. And I know you caught you immediately text me like, yo, this is too many guards. What are they doing? And I've seen some other people express the same sentiments. Yo. This makes the Bulls versatile. I don't know where y'all getting this. This too many guards thing. It is a guard game. It makes them versatile. DeMar DeRozan can play a little bit of point guard. He did it in San Antonio last year. He can play shoot guard. DeMar DeRozan can even play small forward. He does not have to play the two guard. Zach Levine, he's, he can play point guard. He was playing point guard last year for a little bit. Then he, he, he plays shooting guard. So he can be versatile. Alex Caruso can play point or shooting guard. You could throw him in a lineup at small forward because he's just a defender. He his he's defensive minded. He's going to get after it and is going to make life tough on guards in his league. You got Kobe White. He's going to be your point guard because of his height, but he can shoot the ball too. There's a lot of versatility. There's a lot of different lineups you could throw out there. It's exciting to me. It's exciting for me to see um, because we're not really gr- our big men. Yeah, we have. Um, um, Vucevic. Go ahead. I, this, this is where I always mess up the name, but Vucevic. we got Vucevic. We got Vucevic, right? But then outside of Vucevic, we're not really strong with um with big men. So we can't not have not good, not enough big men and then not enough guards. We got to do something. So I think that allows us to get out and run. This team should be out running on every on every fast break. They should be an exciting team. Lonzo going to be out there throwing fruit. I'm excited, bro. I don't know. I, yeah, don't be stuck too much on yo we got too many guards i think that this makes the team on paper right now 
if I was in Chicago, if I was living there, I would be looking up season ticket packages. I would be going to as many games as possible. Because no Lamar DeRozan, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. Are you serious? Yeah, yo, yeah. him and Zach ahead, Levine, him and Zach Levine do the same stuff. Like Zach Levine is really Zach Levine is a much more athletic version of Demar Derozan. When DeVar, Demar mm. Derozan was hyper athletic, like mm -hmm. obviously his mid range game is there, but. I don't like DeMar DeRozan, bro. He's soft, bro. He don't got no heart, bro. He, he, he was in, he was in, huh? Who told, who, why you think that? Bro, he's, he was in DeMar press DeMar conference and saying, we can't beat LeBron. We just can't beat LeBron. You never say that as a competitor. Because they couldn't. He just, bro, they but tried. But you never, they even, tried, even if that's couldn't. the case, even if that's the case, let me calm down. Even if that's the case, <laughs> you never admit that to the press, to the public. That's something that should fuel you, should should drive you. Like, I want to beat this motherfucker. Like, he keep he keep whooping us, sweeping us. I'm tired of it. You would never say that to the press. Not only that, bro, but he's going to be the number three, maybe number four option in the offense when he comes to Chicago. Mm. Mm. He's never okay. been the number three or number four offense. On any team, he was supposed to have been the best player in Toronto, and then that wasn't the case. Kyle Lowry was the best player, and then Kawhi Leonard came in and took over his spot. Then he was supposed to be the the best, if not the second best player on the Spurs, and that wasn't the case because he was the best player on the Spurs. He was the best player on the Spurs. Lamarcus Aldridge I, 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 I was the one that got the All Star nod. So yeah, if so facto, yeah. Demar Derozan was the second best player at best. He was never the best player. Okay for the Spurs. And then okay. word around the campfire was he was on the phone with LeBron and them up until, you feel me? We talked about it last week. Up until they was like, yeah. Oh, Westbrook single? Are we on? Oh, Westbrook a free agent? Are we on? Oh, we get the trade? Are we on? And they just stopped returning his phone calls. So that lets you know, like, even though I like the, the progression, like the forward movement for the Bulls, like, DeMar DeRozan, dog. Like, yeah, yeah, gave him 80 mil, though. $80 million. It's, it's, let me tell you this, Chris. 80 mil in this market, where you saw Duncan Robinson get 90 mil, where you seeing people like every day, like specialists just jumping up with $120 million contracts. 80 mil is very fair. And also, more important, why get the front office and say, y'all are smart. This is smart moves. An $80 million contract now. Is a movable contract in 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 any scenario. It if depends on the work player, out, though. I'm not paying nah, Demar Derozan Demar, twenty million dollars across the board in the let me t in the league. I think that you got Demar Derozan. I think that you are really. I, I, I don't know. I think you're stuck kind of on his reputation of not being able to get it done in the East and not really looking at the totality of DeMar DeRozan and his game. And, and not I'll being healthy and not producing more than 20 uh, something. Hey, he putting up Joe Johnson numbers. He, he putting up Joe Johnson numbers. Well, he's, been, he's been fairly healthy throughout his whole career. Um, I would say this about DeMar DeRozan. Uh, one, him and Zach Levine aren't the same player. Athletically, you can compare them. But when you look at the game, two different... Zach Levine takes a thousand more threes than DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan is the mid-range monster. DeMar DeRozan attacks the basket more than Zach Levine. And one thing that people have not seen, maybe because they don't watch San Antonio, because San Antonio doesn't get on TV a lot. DeMar DeRozan last year had a career high in assists. He was turned into a playmaker in San Antonio, a real bona fide playmaker. 
And so for me, I look at these things, right? And then you look at it like, oh, he was going to go to the Lakers. It showed me one thing just by him saying that he probably would have took $5 million to go to the Lakers. He's past that. He wants to win now. So if he wants to really he win, he wants to contribute to a win. Lakers, but he took 20 from the Bulls. Like what? Because mo- cause money talks. Because money talks. And it's a money take talks and it's a great Bulls, situation. Man. Take five it's, from the Bulls. No. Oh no, not not when you got 20 to give me. No, hell no. So so like money talks, but at the same time, DeMar DeRozan is a different place in his career now right. where he's focused, he just focused on being a winner. He's not focused on on really being a star, being an all-star. He wants to win. And I think that's going to be great for Zach Levine to see because Zach Levine is in this place where now he's an all-star. He just got a gold medal. He's going to be smelling himself a little bit, which is a good thing because we need that. I don't know. That. I don't know if we that is a that. good thing. So on the one hand, no, we need on, that. on the one hand, you're right because a lot of times we will see uh, players that tap into going and playing for the Olympics or playing in FIBA, they elevate their game. One player that comes yep. to mind for me is Andre Iguodala. When he started playing on those FIBA teams, his defense, I mean, he's kind of always, he was always athletic from Philly and Denver. But when he tapped into playing for FIBA, when he went to Golden State, he just went back to Golden State while we on the Boy, topic. Ball head, ball head Wade. You don't remember Ball head Wade? Oh, for sure. For After sure. He came, when he came for back sure. from the Olympics, he went to another level. I think that Zach Levine coming back is going to be a great thing for him because he's going to understand a little bit of what it takes now and how much focus you have to have no matter even if you're playing with superstars you're playing with regular people like regular regular players how much focus you're going to need to actually get the job done this and then is you the bring problem in, that's like demar this, DeRozan, this which is, is going to be great this is the problem though and we're going to move on after this they bring demar DeRozan in at 20 million what that tells me is zach levine you're not getting 200 million from us bro like why not what you mean? Why not? DeMar DeRozan, for me, it feels like an insurance policy because if he it goes is. crazy, they have no choice but to give him the money. But if he puts up numbers similar to last year and they don't make the playoffs or they get a first round like out, I don't see them giving him max money because giving him max money doesn't put them in a position to make moves like they made this offseason, next offseason to continue building the team. I- I agree. I agree with you on that point. I agree with you on there because Zach Levine got to show and prove this season that he could be a leader and elevate him. He's been an all-star. Now you got to elevate yourself to a status to where you're making your team win on a consistent basis. Right. right. And so 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 now it's going to be it's, it's like put up and shut up time because he's also in negotiations for a contract extension. Right. Right. And he's been making he's been he's it's been rumblings about him saying that he wants a fair contract. He wants to be paid where he's kind of old. He so wants now, the max. I mean, it's. It's, it's great it's great pressure to have because you know that you're gonna get his best basketball this year right and if you know you're getting demar i mean you're getting uh zach levine's best basketball this year you want to surround him with some players that can hoop i don't look i'm looking at the market like why wouldn't we get demar DeRozan? and it's you're right let's say zach levine doesn't pan out and they want to trade him they're going to get great value for zach levine and guess what you got DeMar DeRozan, who is no bum. He's not a bum at all. I don't know. DeMar DeRozan is not a bum. And you'll see. You know, I can't I can't wait. You, I think you'll be you'll be referring back to this episode and apologizing. No, I, I, I think they're a playoff team. I think the moves that they made put them ahead of a handful of the teams that made the playoffs this year. In the play in oh, yeah. and, and high seeding. I think that I think yeah. they are at this point, I think they're the second best team in the division behind Milwaukee. I think they're better than Toronto. 
I think they're better than I think they're absolutely they're probably they're they're obviously better than Charlotte. Um mm, I think that's better, what I don't know yet. I think they're better than Washington. I think at mm. this point they are a strong low, six. They're they're a weak five, strong six. Strong six seed. And they should not be in a plan. They should not be in a plan, but they probably find themselves there. They'll probably find themselves there, but they need to, you know, if they fall into the seventh seed, but no playoffs this year, you can guarantee that a lot of them dreams for Zach Levine getting, he might get paid, but he might be out the door. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's playoff time for the Bulls. I love it. While we on the subject of the Bulls, it's going to segue us right to the next set of free agents. We're talking about the Lakers, right? So there's a probe about Kyle Kuzma going mm-hmm. with signing trade to the Wizards. And mm-hmm. there's a probe about Lonzo Ball coming to the Bulls. But somehow, mystically, magically, it's cool for Russell Westbrook to sit down with AD and Bron at the crib. It's cool for Melo to sit down with Bron at the we crib. Boys. We Bulls. We cool like that. We could just sit down and talk. If basketball end up coming up, I mean, putting egos to the side comes up and in, in point of conversation. <laughs> Not you know, just a talking you, point. You you know, um, <laughs> it's right, kind of cool. funny. No, it was funny when I saw it. It was funny when I saw that. But then it brings up this because I knew, you know, it's kind of like me playing my Jada. You remember when in the battle when he knew. Uh, Joel's like y'all ain't got no songs for the chicks, and then he already knew he was gonna say that, so he had a medley of like two minutes of songs for the chicks that they had. So this is my this. I knew you was gonna do this. I knew you was gonna bring this argument. The Lakers so, picked up Melo. They picked up Dwight mm-hmm, Howard, Malik mm-hmm. Monk, Kendrick Nunn. Go ahead. Uh, mm-hmm. I got a question for you after this. Ken Baysmore. It's yep. somebody else they cop too, right? Or was that everybody? Uh, I mean, that's about it. That sounds about right. Okay. That sounds about right. That sounds like the people that's going to play. Okay. Wayne Ellington. Wayne, Wayne Ellington. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's yeah. what I was thinking about. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I want to ask you a question. What up? We may have talked about this before, but I just want to ask you. We're on video now. So, you know, we got we got somewhere to, cause somewhere to go watch this again. We live? Are we Why live? <laughs> All right. So, Why I'm not going to cuss. <laughs> Why is it that basketball, NBA preferably, is the only sport where we talk about and shame athletes or shame teams for being quote unquote a super team? I have never heard this term, never heard this term applied in baseball. I've never heard it. And, and, I'll have examples of if I was to apply it in baseball. Remember when the Yankees, which one of my favorite teams, by the way, had A-Rod, Girardi, Jeter, Mariano Rivera. I mean, I could keep going. They were all on the same team. We never called them a super team. Called them a dynasty because they won, right? You got football. You can name the Dallas Cowboys, Michael Irvin, Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith. Look at that defense with Charles Hanks, Deion Sanders. These are we never drafted. called them a super team. They you know, were drafted. Deion Sanders came from came over. Deion Sanders came over from. Come on now. But he was he was he was, he was but, old. But, but he was old. Let me then. see. But come he on, was old body. Making my point. Making my point. And baseball, there's no salary cap, so team. there's no way to but regulate we, that. But we never called him a super team. We call players. Uh, call players. We call teams in the NBA, and I'm talking about all this. We never started the super team talk until LeBron started winning with good players. By the way, which is not a thing that just happened, but. Why do we do that? Like, why do we do that? I just want to know your perspective on why we 
only apply super teams to NBA teams or basketball and not to any other sport? Uh, I think it has a lot to do with the numbers. Um, basketball is five at a time on, on a team on the floor. When you're talking about baseball, it's nine on the it's nine on the uh, in the in the infield and in the outfield. Eleven for um, football. So it's like the numbers are spread. Like you can kind of create yeah. that argument can kind of weave in and out between offense and defense, whether it's football or baseball. Well, basketball, the numbers are smaller. The money is much bigger uh, when it comes to like the scale. So yeah, like I forgot what I was listening to, but they were. It was a podcast where they were like, how would you feel about the salary cap being such that it only uh, allowed the NBA to have one max contract instead of two or three? That means it would be much more difficult for players to, I guess, say, like, I want to go to L.A. or I want to go to Miami. And that's my argument, Chris. Because that's my argument. And it creates better competition because in the 90s, there was only one superstar per team. And it was kind of like you eat what you kill. But now that the salary cap has gone up, the TV money has gone up. I'm all for getting your money. Get paid for sure. But the thing is, like, how many people can live in L.A., dog? Everybody can't play for the Lakers. Everybody can't play for the Clippers. You feel me? Yeah, but look at it this way. So I'm glad you're making these points because in all these other sports, of course, football doesn't make as much as these other sports, right? Right. But these players still find a way to team up and be on the same team. I mean, look at the Bucks now. Look at the Bucks, bro. Look at the Bucks. A lot of them sign on their contracts, though. Right? I know. And y'all calling the Lakers a super team. And other than AD and LeBron, and they just traded for Westbrook, all them guys on one-year contract. But yet, we're calling them super team. I understand. We call Brooklyn a super team. We call Brooklyn a super team. We call the Warriors a super team. We call the Heat a super team. Nobody in the 80s called Kareem Magic worthy, Byron Scott, Michael Cooper. Nobody called them a super team. Nobody called Bird. Nobody called Bird. They drafted players, though. It doesn't matter. But if they, if they, like, are we saying that, are we saying that super teams, are we saying that super teams is based on how much money you're making or your skill level? Because if the NBA is the highest level of skill of basketball players, highest level of skill, and I know there's levels in between this, this high level, I know there's levels. Wouldn't it create better competition because teams are trying to make sure they have the best team possible to go against these teams? Like, in my opinion. So when you call it a super team, I'm understanding why we call it super teams. But to me, it's unfair. To me, it's unfair. I'm going to say this. To me, the term super team, because uh, it seems like you're diminishing. We're diminishing. The Lakers are dealing with an unfair situation. Comment below. Right <laughs> y'all heard y'all heard this nigga just say that. The Lakers hey, are being dealt an unfair. So are the super team are old. Are they a super team or are they old? Tell me which one. Oh, I, I, that, I, that's you, what we want to go that to. That was that's where I was going next. So my thing is yep. I'm not I'm not calling them a super team. I'm actually calling them old. I think okay. that Melo's gonna be 38, right? Mm-hmm. 37 LeBron, right LeBron's now. LeBron's gonna yeah, be 37 in December. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. like before the all-star break. Russ is 32. Yep. But he plays, uh-huh. he plays differently than a 32-year-old NBA player that's pacing the game. He plays 1,000 yeah, like percent. Yeah, he play he plays in fifth gear all the time. So I think LeBron's yeah. coming up on 16,000 minutes this year. Uh yeah. so that's a lot of tread on the tires. Russell Westbrook probably got a little bit of th- tread on his tires based on how he plays. I don't wish injury on nobody, but like 
The West is a different beast. He played most of his time in the West. Going back to the West Coast, it's, been, it's, it's still going to be competitive. And then Anthony Davis, like, I ain't going to call him what Charles Barkley called him, but you got to call a spade a spade. Like, bro, you mm-hmm. half the season you in, half the season you out. So it's like, what's up? I like the signings. I think the signings make them um, very formidable when it comes to the offensive side of things, but they ain't signed no. They ain't signed no fourth. The same thing as the Bulls. They ain't signed no front court. They ain't signed no rim protection other than Dwight Howard. And Dwight Howard kind of like he been doing great, but he gonna be what 36, 37 too. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, I'm gonna make your argument stronger, by the way. And the Nuggets LeBron is here. Is not, the LeBron, Mavericks is yeah. here. You feel what I'm saying? I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make your Phoenix argument stronger. Phoenix is here. LeBron has played over fifty thousand minutes. In the NBA, I said sixty. I meant sixty, sixty thousand. Oh, sixty. Got you. Okay, I meant to my say fault. Sixty, not sixty. Yeah. Okay. I'm just making your argument a little stronger, but also, you look at it this way, right? In 2015, 2015, mm-hmm. the Warriors won that championship. Right. They won. Right. They right. beat the Cavs. Other than that championship, other than that one, I cannot remember a team being that young. And winning it all. We just go in your previous history. Go in your history. We can keep, we can go back. Even if we want to talk to Michael Jordan, he was winning at 36. They was 35, 36 years old. So, so my point, the point, the point that I'm trying to make is this. It's not really back then, they didn't take care of the bodies the way that they do now. Right. So nutrition and health. And you know, sports science, whatever they want to call it, it plays a point a part into this. Maybe give spare you a couple of years, right? Off, 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 whatever your your span is in the NBA. But more importantly, these guys being a little bit older, it just, they they're gonna play what you call smarter. You know how people say work harder, work, work smarter, smarter, not harder. Not harder. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. gonna play smarter and not harder. And they're just going to. I always believe this. Every time LeBron steps out on the court, he's the smartest guy on the floor. I think we can agree with that. He orchestrates what's going on. He's the smartest guy. He knows everybody's plays. He knows where he's supposed to be, where your team's supposed to be, what's going on, what y'all about to run, whenever. So just by him being that smart, you add other high IQ players because that's what they added to this team, in my opinion. Melo is a high IQ player. Melo has just always been in his head. He's always thought, I'm the best player. I'm going to take the most money. I'm going to do what's right for Melo. Right. But Melo has now settled into it's time. Like I said, Brian told him it's time. It's the time is right. He wants to win now. I think Melo, you had a high IQ player. Dwight Howard, for all intended purposes, he's a he's a he's a goofball. He's a goofball. We all know that. But he's always been but a high IQ player. Very smart. Yeah. Very smart player. Especially and this thing rolls down their roster. This team rolls down their roster. And then you could say that Russell is low IQ. I've said that at times. Like, man, he plays like a chicken with his head cut off sometimes. I don't know what he's looking at, what he's saying. But over the last few years, he's been able to play and dictate the pace of the game where he knows when to go fast and when to go slow. But he also knows when to get his teammates involved. Mm. So when you look at that roster, the roster just shows me that they have a lot of a lot of like they got smarts on that team. So it's going to be interesting to see how they use that, but they are old. So that's why this is just the biggest question. It, it is the biggest question. <laughs> it's the biggest question mark with them, man. They're like they're old. How does it going to look like 20 games into the season? Probably going to look good, right? 
But what's going to happen when that first injuries happen? They happen. You don't know who they're going to happen to, but they happen. People sit out. People take nights off. People may take a week off. What is it going to look like when it starts getting into them dog days? It's going to look like, like Russell Westbrook getting a bunch of triple doubles because LeBron and AD sitting out games. They got Trevor Ariza, too. I forgot to mention that. Oh, yeah. Trevor Ariza. Um, yeah. High IQ basketball player. But High IQ. How this old is, is the he thing. He, been, he was on the Lakers the last 35. time. They, before this one, he was he was on the Lakers last championship. Not the one last yeah. year, but the one before that. Ten years ago. 35. But I do like the mix of the youngest. I do like, I keep saying it. I think I tweeted it. Do not sleep on Malik Monk. Oh, no, he I'm not. Is not, I, didn't not like, I, didn't like, I didn't like the fact that, that Charlotte let him go. They they had to kind of mix it up. They got rid of Devontae Graham, too. He went to New Orleans, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Devontae Graham went aside with New Orleans. So, uh, But that that's just because they got something exciting there in, in Charlotte, and they just have to you know get rid of loose ends, and that makes yeah. sense. But Malik Monk is a bucket getter. Um, he's, he came to the lake because he wanted to learn. So this is a great environment for you to learn and learn how to be a consummate pro. You know what I'm saying? And then you got Kendrick Nunn. You got Kendrick Nunn. He can fill up the bucket. He's young. Um, I just don't call Russell. I can't call Russell Westbrook old. Like he don't even play old. So um, and AD is not old. He may get injuries and walk around the court and be holding his back in his leg like he old, but he ain't old. And he better show it this year. He ain't old. They so, need some front we'll court players because when they play Jokic and then they play Aiden on back to back nights. It ain't gonna be. It ain't gonna be for the faint of heart. I'm. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, Kyle Larry, PJ Tucker, Victor Oladipo, they all head down to South Beach, hook up Dogs. with Bam and Jimmy for the Dogs. Heat. Dogs, man. Did you, did you see Dogs, PJ? Did you bro. see PJ? Uh, championship speech at the parade? Yeah, yeah, man. It was. A, it was a great speech. I mean, he. It, it was one of those like. I'm not about to be politically correct here. You know, like we we just dogs, bro. Like, what else do you want me to say? But he dipped. We dogs. Oh, yeah. Cause oh, Tucker. Yeah. Now, 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 <laughs> yeah. now we talk about hey, we talk, yeah, of course he dipped. If PJ Tucker is 36 years old. All right. Damn, PJ Tucker real? 36. Yes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. You gotta take the aid to you sports science. Sports I didn't science. Know that. <laughs> you might not even look at that. PJ Tucker is 36 years old. But he played. He played right? at Texas with with KD and uh DJ Augustine. The, K, he's 36 so years he's old. So he's a super senior with the. All right. All right. Yo, PJ Tucker. <laughs> PJ, PJ, PJ Tucker is 36, right? But you gotta look at it like this. Cool no, he didn't girl. play with KD. He didn't play with KD. Sorry, he didn't I play with. I thought he them. was. He, no, no, no. He's just a Texas alum. He didn't play with them. Okay. Um, he was right, with TJ bad. Ford. My I think he was my with TJ Ford in them. But uh, and, and yeah, I, I want to say so. I want to say so. I may be I gotta wrong. I got to go back that, and look and try to point yeah, him out. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, PJ Tucker. So he's, you know, he's been overseas. He's been, his journey is long. And, but he, uh, he's 36. And that's what I'm getting at. He <laughs> I'm 36. Is 36. I'm 36. Years old, I'm 36. And, and he could come back to Milwaukee yeah. and take a veteran's minimum of $2 million. Or I could go to Miami, go live in Miami. Like, remember when Joe Kim Noah was like, yo, who goes to Cleveland to travel? Like, who goes to Cleveland I feel on vacation? You, but, they, the, but Milwaukee's going to be back. So he got he had a chance to get another ring. You go to Miami and you join that culture in Miami knowing he doesn't go there not knowing that Kyle Lowry's going there. Miami he knows culture. Kyle Lowry's going. Miami He's going culture. to the Miami culture. He's going to the Miami culture. Body they got fat, Miami they got, culture. 
He's going to go there, going to get right. And they offered him two years at $7 million. So he's going to be on Drink Champs. He made more you feel money. me? He's going to be a rolling he made more loud. Money. Yeah, it was he a gonna money be move. He's going to be there at round two, trading out sneakers, all that, huh? There you go. All there you right. go. It was a money move, but at the same time, he didn't go to a bum team. He went to a team that's going to be fighting. He went to a team that's equipped to handle guarding Giannis and making life tough for him when if they meet in the playoffs. You they got brought Oladipo back. Bam, I don't, I don't understand PJ. that, though. Oladipo is <laughs> Oladipo, man. I, feel I think bad he's for expendable. Big I think I think that's gonna be part of a trade that they make later on it's down the road. Wild card. He's a wild card. Let me tell you, Miami last year, what was haunting them was that they could not get buckets. They can't get buckets. They, they, they working too buckets. hard to score. Yeah. And, 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 and Victor Oladipo, when he's healthy, you know what he can do? You know that he gets buckets when he's healthy. He hasn't. He hasn't. He's been unlucky the last couple of years. But if you Miami, why not? You take a chance. You know what I'm saying? You take a chance on Vic. You let him get healthy. He doesn't have to come in and play right away. You let him sit. You let him rehab. Let him get 100%. And then you let him show his value. I think Absolutely him, I think him, him and Tyler Hero are going to get put in a, a package for something else. That might happen as well. But I like them keeping holding on to him because that's a wild card if he's healthy. Did you like what Dragic said? Did you see his news interview? Uh, his Canadian <laughs> news interview where he was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he wants something better. He wants yeah. something. He wants something better than um, the Raptors. Uh, that was just, and he apologized for that. So Goran Dragic came out and said that he didn't really want to play for the Raptors. He wanted a, something bigger and better. And and he, don't quote me on that, but that's basically what he said. Um, that was his heart speaking. He don't want to be in Toronto. He don't. Yeah, he came back and apologized because he know they won a championship and he doesn't have one. Well, buddy, they not winning a championship no time soon. So I understand why you said that, Goran. I agree with you. You want to go. He wants to get let out that contract because he wants to go to Dallas and play with his Slovenian brother, mm. Luka Doncic. That's exactly what he wants to do. And the moment he gets a chance to do it, he's gone to Dallas. There, that's signed and sealed. That, that's where he wants to go. And so um, you look at that and it is what it is. He didn't. He hasn't put on a jersey. He hasn't played a minute for them. But one thing about Goran Dragic, if he has to play for Toronto, he's gonna be a pro. He's gonna be a pro, and he's gonna play. I mean, it's not a bad situation. You getting put in the hands of Masai, who basically is ba- is basically he gonna be the next commissioner when Silver decides to give it up. If you saw that contract, like yeah, he pretty much yeah. he, he pretty much got he, his, he pretty much got like the ransom note of of the century. But I'm not I'm not mad at it. I I, I agree with you. I think he's trying to get to Dallas. In a hurry. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of buyouts, Kimba took a buyout from OKC. He's back in, back at the crib. He's gonna put the Knicks uniform on. They resigned Derrick Rose. I think they resigned. Uh, they gave Julius Randle the max. They gave Julius the bag. And they, they signed somebody. The and they resigned somebody else. Can't remember exactly. Uh, who Alex Burke. Alex Burke brought back Alex Burke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Alex Burke. So good for them. Um, Kimba gave up twenty mil to get bought out. I mean, they they pay now. People don't understand. Kimba was making a lot of money. I think he was old. He's supposed to be old, something like seventy-five million. Crazy. They paid him fifty. They paid him fifty-four to go. So he gave up twenty. Yeah, they paid him fifty-four. Bought him out at fifty-four, and he got another eight from New York. So Kimba is great. He's in good position. I just want to put out he dropped twenty million um, because that's kind of crazy to me. Like he just you don't want to be somewhere so bad, so bad. You're like yo. Y'all can keep 20. I'm I'm out of here. So uh, but it's <laughs> Kimba, the experiment didn't work out in Boston. 
I don't know if that was more he was not healthy, but it was a mixture of him not being healthy and that team just not having to me an identity. Right. Uh you go to New York where you know what the culture is there now that they've set. Um, I think that in tips, if you look at his history with Chicago, he's resurrected guards. I mean, think about it. The guards that play, you think about you think about CJ Watson. You think about John Salmons. You think about guard <laughs> Ben Gordon. You think about Ben Gordon. You think about all these guards that was playing for um, uh, uh, DJ Augustine. They went to Chicago when Tibbs was there and was hooping and was hooping. And you see what he did for Derrick Rose this year. He revitalized him, gave him, put that energy, put that battle back in his back, right? And and so I think he could do the same for Kimba. I really do. Right. I'm, looking, for, I'm looking forward to it. The key word for this season is health. If you can stay healthy, that's what's going to carry you over. Because a lot of teams that we had pegged to be further along, they didn't make it because they weren't healthy. Let's the round out the free wins every year. Let's round out this free agency situation. JaVale McGee, he ends up going well. Uh, he's in Phoenix. One like year deal to back big, to I imagine he's gonna back up DeAndre Ayton. That's that's what killed them in the playoffs. Yep, they needed that. John Collins got the max from Atlanta. Uh, well deserved. Going back 125 mil, right? Five for pay 125. That, yeah, pay, pay that man. They was trying, was they was playing with him like he like he didn't like he didn't help them get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Pay that man. Well deserved. <laughs> Major signing today. Big dog signing. Big dog cash out. Let's get the round of applause. Let's get the air horns. You feel me? Big dog signing today. Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder, the German Lightning Bolt. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even go ahead, man. We want a hundred million. Yo, Dennis Schroeder so signed with not, the Boston Celtics. I'll say it. Dennis Schroeder signed. <laughs> he signed with the Boston Celtics. One year, five point eight million dollars. No. If you don't know why we've been making the faces we've been making for the past 10, 15 seconds. Because I can show you down five million. You. Don't get it twisted. Let me let me let me break it down to you. We are in no I am in no way, shape, or form making fun of somebody making five point eight million dollars. Because I wish somebody would offer me five million. I mean, I'm pretty sure if somebody offered us five point eight million dollars, we would sign on the line. Uh this will be the last now, episode of the Hit Me in podcast if somebody right. offered me six million dollars. <laughs> Straight up. Right. Right. <laughs> so in no means are we making fun of any man making six million dollars because we not in a position to even talk about money like that, right? right. But we gotta tell you how we got here. <laughs> it's like a BT movie. You're probably wondering how I got here right now. Dennis Schroeder was a point guard for the LA Lakers, playing with LeBron, playing with AD, playing in playing under the lights with a star stay. LA is a pretty nice place to you know visit, live. You know Malibu, uh, Rodeo Drive, Beverly Hills. Feel me, Brentwood. By the way, after the previous season. You played at OKC, came up runner-up in the sixth man of the year, mm -hmm. had an amazing season, and got traded from Oklahoma City to LA. Seems like a pretty nice situation. You got a chance to play for a championship. In the middle of the season, because it was a contract year for Dennis Schroeder, in the middle of the season, Lakers management, Rob Palenka, comes and offers Dennis Schroeder a contract. The contract was four years, 84 
million dollars. Okay. That to me, I'm looking at Dennis Schroeder. I'm looking at his game. I'm looking at his skill set. That's a great contract for Dennis Schroeder. I don't even have to be your manager to have. If I'm Dennis Schroeder's manager, which I'm pretty sure he's probably looking for one right now, I would sit down and tell him that's a pretty good contract. We should probably seriously take a look at it and sign it. Whatever happened within his brain trust, he comes out, he denies the contract. He declines that contract. And all season, when he first got to LA, he first says, I'm not coming off the bench. I'm starting. He starts off like that. All right, cool. They let you start. You're producing. Y'all playing well. All right, cool. That contract comes around, you decline it, and you keep coming out of the media saying you want something fair. You just want it to be fair. You want to be in LA, but you just want it to be fair. I'm looking at the contract like, if 84 ain't fair, what is he asking for? We don't know because the season's still going on. Why? They get into the playoffs, and in the playoffs, he's getting outplayed by Campaign, who just signed three years, 18 million with the Suns. You're getting outplayed by Campaign. There's games where you score zero points, my dog. You know what I'm saying? Okay, season in, the Lakers don't win the championship. They don't even get out the first round. It's a disappointment. They won the championship last year. Cool. Now you're reportedly coming out in the media and through your management, whoever is representing you, you come out and say you're looking for a contract upwards of $120 million. Fam, you oh, you know who gets $120 million? Do you know the caliber of players who get $120 million? You, <laughs> I'm just like, like we got to be honest about this here. The caliber of players that get $120 million really changed the, the fortune of a franchise. Like They really out here, like no matter what, they not scoring zero points in a playoff game. They can't, they can't even, they can't afford to score zero points in a playoff game. They getting paid too much to do that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're asking for $120 million and this is where Chris, I ain't gonna lie to you. Like this is a lesson. Let this a le- lesson be known to people. Like when you have management, like you need to like watch if you I don't know what the situation is, but if you have management, you got to really be able to pay attention and listen and kind of see when things ain't sounding right or things ain't right. Because if you come out and you commanded 120 million dollars, bro, Chris, free agency started last week. But let's be honest. Teams are talking managers agents are talking to teams LeBron. way before then it, you can lebron and everybody else is talking to <laughs> talking to, to teams and they know what's out there on the table for them right they know hey if the lakers not trying to give you this we know that such and such they interested they go they want to throw you this bread right. so we got options on the table if you saying you want 120 million dollars i'm just thinking that there's a couple teams willing to pay you that that's why you're saying that well, free agency starts and point guards are being taken left and right and left and right and left and right. And none of them are named Dennis Schroeder to the point where there's no teams that need a point guard left. And there's no teams with cap space to give you $120 million, bro. I feel bad for Dennis Schroeder. I feel bad. I ain't gonna lie. I feel bad because I don't know if he's if this was him just betting on himself or him listening to his agent. Who should be his former agent? We should be hearing news tomorrow. I think he or fired next him. Coming I think he days. fired both of them. He had oh, two agents. Okay. I think they I think okay. he fired him. Okay, because I'm I was waiting to see on my phone. Dennis Schroeder has fired his agents. I think he fired him. I don't that is the classic case of the money's guaranteed. Take the 84 million, play your contract, outplay that contract, and get another 84. Now you gotta play. Now his now his career, to me, in my opinion, his career is on the line. 
money wise. I mean, yeah, he has a chance to start in Boston though, because they got Marcus Smart, and I feel like and he, it's not even guaranteed that he gonna smart. He took five million dollars, and he's got to look, Chris. He took a one year deal. Yeah, he's got to put up twenty points a game to even get sniff somewhere near eighty four million dollars again. To even have somebody even offer you 84 million. I think he has a shot because I, I feel like Damn. Marcus Smart is gonna get traded at some point. Damn. Uh, and I don't think that the Celtics are in the market right now Damn. to bring in an all-star point guard. If they were gonna get anybody, it should have been um Kyle Lowry. And they didn't Damn. What? Damn, this is a lesson. This is a lesson, bro. There this is, is another a lesson th- to everybody. I'm sorry. Like, your I, I can't even protect your bread and if somebody is selling you a dream you better wake up <laughs> wake up dog oh my god you turned out 84 to take five. Oh my god Crazy. go ahead chris it is, yeah. I, I was gonna say before we wrap this up there is another point guard out there another point guard out there that we need to talk about before we get off into the quick hits and that's being simmons because this saga is still ongoing and Word around the campfire is it's down to the Golden State Warriors. He's not answering Daryl Morey's phone calls. He's not answering nobody's phone calls unless it's talking about getting them out to the bay. But the Warriors ain't necessarily jumping and saying, like, we really want Ben Simmons. There's a story out there saying that uh, they not, they're not sure about the Draymond and Ben Simmons fit. I don't think Ben Simmons is, is, is a true competitor, dog. Like, he turned down going to the Olympics. He he wasn't really like the most competitive coming out of college. Obviously, we we know what's on tape from the series between them and um, was it Milwaukee that took them out? Nah, yeah. Atlanta. No, no, Atlanta, Atlanta. Yeah, you saw what happened. He's giving up dunks. He's giving up wide open dunks to pass out of them. I would trade his ass to Sacramento for De'Aaron Fox and keep it moving. Uh. Ben Simmons, man. Um, you got the right to say that. Yeah. Ben Simmons, um, it, his competitiveness can be on you can be questioned. It can. Just based on, you know, his route his route to the end and just the things that we've seen over the years, right? Uh I think more so I don't think he was working on his game. I just don't. Nah, you don't saw that think, whack ass video going, he put out? Yeah. Where he was trying to shoot well, threes over over fam that was like he might have been six feet tall. Like what the fuck is this? Yeah, I just think that he was he was casual with it. He was casual with it. And then when you're trying to win a championship, you can't be casual. You gotta really do the work. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying. For all it's worth, anybody who's become a champion, look at Giannis. Word. Perfect example. Word. Perfect exactly. example. It all came in the culmination in one night. That game, he was hitting turnaround jump shots, jump shots from everywhere. Like he couldn't shoot. We was clowning him. We clowned for the last three years about his shot. But he also worked on every part of his game. You could just see it all coming together. And he competes at the highest level every single night. Uh, ben Simmons, he competes. Don't get me wrong. He was in consideration for defensive player of the year. He competes on that end. He competes on that end. I'm not going to take that away from him. Yeah. On offense, he think he can get away with just being a pure point guard who does not score unless they go to the basket. And he's realizing very quickly that's not the case. You're going to have to shoot the ball, bro. And so... Uh, and you're the second best player on the team. You're the de facto second best player on the team. Like, could, you have yeah. to come through with points. You have Exa- to. Exactly. Exactly. And I understand he's not trying... He's in his feelings. He don't want to talk to... He don't want to talk to nobody in Philly because they pretty much took shit on him. They did. They did. They blamed him for losing. And I didn't agree with that. 
You cannot blame Ben Simmons for losing a 20-some point lead in the playoffs. I watched that whole game. All of them was to blame, including my man, my man, my main man, Doc Rivers. He be trying to skate again. You can't he, blame me. He, he, <laughs> is skate, he, is skate, he is skating again. They try to they blame Paul George for them losing that 3-1 lead when nobody pointed a finger at Doc. He went over to Philly and they ain't blaming him again. They blaming Ben Simmons. I True. like no, first and foremost. So I can understand him not answering their calls, but I will say that in Golden State, that would be a good fit for Ben Simmons. I just if, if they can keep Draymond Green, they can keep that core with Draymond Clay and Steph and add Ben Simmons. Boy, he don't gotta shoot. He doesn't have to, like literally, he does not have to shoot. He literally. What are you giving up for Ben Simmons though? If you go to state, like we don't uh, need Wiseman. Uh, you got to give up your draft picks that you got this year. You got to give up Kaminga. You got to give up. You got to give up Kaminga. You got to give up um uh Moses, Moses Moody. You got to give him up, and and you might and you might have you might have to give up uh you might have to give him up uh Wiseman, Wiseman. might you might but. But Ben Simmons return, is not worth it, that. If but, I'm the Warriors, but, like no, I'm yeah, not doing that. But in, in return, you get a player that you know can play defense. He is dynamic and he gets out on a break. And How he do we is know Kaminga can't do that already? We just brought back Iguodala. How do we know that Kaminga can't Sim- do that? Kaminga is not Ben Simmons, and I'm not even going. How we're not do even we know do that? that? We're not doing that. How do I we know. know that? I just know, bro. We're not going to do that. <laughs> We're not gonna do that, but I, I, I entertain it. But it's different because I mean, you got Draymond. So you got Draymond and Ben Simmons. They both don't shoot the ball. That's the only problem. Word, they, exactly. You can't have two people that don't shoot the ball. You can't have that. Like so, uh, Ben Simmons might just have to stick it up, bro, and go back to Philly and just play out and just play it out. That's and not gonna go, happen. Go dap it. Go dap it up with them and, and, and you know say it's all love and let's and let's get to it because it don't look like Warriors got enough to trade for them or it don't look like they even really really thirsty to pull the trigger because if they was they would have already done it you know what i'm saying what did you see from your end clowns that's for you <laughs> disrespecting doc rivers like that let us know how y'all feeling about the nba free agency what moves y'all think are gonna continue to go down before we reset and get ready for the new season hit us up again in the mailbag the hitman podcast at gmail.com Rate, review, and subscribe. Hit the comments below in the comments section. Don't forget to hit us up on the socials, on the Instagram, on Twitter, at the Hitman Podcast, at Labeled and On, at Mo underscore Sal One. Let's get yeah. into the quick case. You check out the Summer League game so far? Uh, Yeah, man. Actually, right now, watching uh Houston and Jalen Green going against Kay Cunningham, Cunningham in Detroit. Uh, Jalen Green is... He's as advertised for sure. He's going to lead the league in scoring in the next five years. Mm. That's just a, that's just a fact. Dude. That's just a fact. He got everything in this game. He's a bucket, like the definition of a bucket. And K. Cunningham, K. Cunningham is the real real deal for sure. Doctor um, Dr. Dre, like Doctor Dre daughter. Um, we'll get back to summer league in a second. But Doctor <laughs> Dre daughter, she came out yeah, and said man. that he ain't giving her no support. He ain't showing her no love. She been sleeping in she? Her, she been sleeping in her car and she. She got what three kids, four kids, something like that. Okay, how old is she? How old did you say she was? She down at forty, right? Thirty nine. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's all I'm gonna say. All right. I mean, Kaminga been now. doing decent in the uh, summer league too. We was just talking about him though. 
Uh, yeah, uh, Kaminga, Kaminga been hooping. Miles Moody been hooping. I mean, all the rookies been showing and proving. Um, I like uh, I like what I saw from Davion Mitchell of Sacramento. Yeah, he looks good. And yeah. uh, De'Aaron Fox is I not like, gonna be there all season. I'm telling you. No, you don't give up De'Aaron Fox. He's special. He's special. Um, the other see guys it, might they got not too be many, there. They got too many. They got Halliburton and they got Davion Mitchell and they got De'Aaron. Yeah, Fox. I know. Davion Mitchell is great. He's a pest on defense, but we got to see it first because De'Aaron Fox is dynamic and he can do anything he wants on the floor. So I kind of, I, I just personally, I guess personally, I wouldn't give it, give him up. But you're right. I, we've seen we've seen stuff like this happen in the league. So I'm telling you, dog, it is what it is with that. Uh, Jalen Suggs in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Now, now, put this on your radar very quick. Him, a Cole Anthony. One of them gotta go. Yeah, Jalen. And it's Suck. gonna be Cole Jaylen, Anthony. Jaylen it's, it's not Cole enough Anthony. room. Cole yeah, Anthony's gone. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching it. Jalen Suggs is the real deal. I already. Got, I I don't need to see too much. Mm-hmm. I know he's the real deal. Cole Anthony is undersized. He's still after a year. I mean, he's he's still young. He still has to develop. But I'm just watching, and it just looks like Jalen Suggs is the more polished player already. Um, he looks like he is able to affect the defensive end and the offensive end. And where it looks like Cole Anthony is just like he a gunslinger. He just he, he a turn he's turnover prone. Um, too much up and down. Uh, we'll see what happens, but I don't think they can both play in the, black, the same backcourt together, especially when you got RJ Hampton there too. I think he got the I think he got the potential to be the stabilizing force in the making. And you got to think a lot of teams we didn't even talk about. A lot of teams are going to get better. Just off of the fact that they were injured before the playoffs start. Like Indiana's gonna be better when they come back because they're gonna get Miles yeah. Turner back healthy. They're gonna get Sabonis mm-hmm. back healthy. You know what I'm saying? Chicago's getting Kobe White back off of shoulder surgery, but he'll be back healthy. You got the Lakers, yeah. they're gonna get everybody back up to full speed. So the Magic is one of those teams. They get Markel Fultz back, they get Mobamba back, they get Jonathan Isaac back, and they were yeah. able to move Aaron Gordon and move, you know what I'm saying, get some stuff situated. So now like Nice young core. Yeah, it's gonna be a nice young core. I don't think that they're gonna Real do nice too much core. in that in that division because you still got Atlanta, you still got Miami, and Charlotte is like up and coming. And not to forget, Washington made the playoffs too. So it's gonna take for them to overtake yeah. one of those teams or one of those teams to underperform in order for them to to pick it up. But I like the Jalen. I like the Jalen Suggs pick up from the jump. Like that was that was exactly what they needed. That was exactly what the doctor yeah. ordered. Did Absolutely. you see the Jackson Hayes video, bro? This arrest. Uh, I, I couldn't watch it all. I just watched a few I'm seconds and I, I, watched a I few just scrolled away. I'm not about to. I can't. I can't watch. I can't watch stuff like that. I'm. T- I'm not about to act like. I'm not about to become desensitized and stuff like that. Word. That's point blank. Um, I will say that the nerve of the LAPD though. <laughs> I don't know if you read about them. Did you read about that? Talk about it. LAPD sent a letter to the NBA. Asking them to discipline Jackson Hayes because while they were tasing him, he was using the N word. Right, and that was a, against the league's conduct of using that word, and he should be fine. Yo, that's disgusting, bro. That is disgusting on so many levels, and it's like, yo, are you serious right now? LAPD, like y'all got way more. Y'all got way bigger. And maybe better shit to do. Or maybe y'all don't, but 
y'all sh- y'all i mean i'm looking at la and i'm reading stories that come out of la y'all got bigger stuff to do than to be sending a letter to the nba asking them to find a player that was using the n-word while you were tasing him <laughs> and we still don't know the reason behind it we still don't know the circumstances behind it. what there's like, a million there's bro, a million that man that's <laughs> That's shameful, bro. That's shameful, man. That people will go to the lengths to do to do stuff like that, man. It's just it's all bad. Uh, Showtime released the trailer for the Rick James documentary. I can't wait. I can't wait. I don't know about you, <laughs> dog, but I'm thirsty for it. Did you get a chance to see it? Yeah. No, I didn't get a chance to see it, but uh, I'm definitely gonna tune in once that once it drops. You know I mean Hell Rick James, yeah. man, legendary, legendary icon. Come on, man. Hell yeah. You can't, sure. you can't tell me different, bro. I cannot wait. Yo, this yes, is Don T. Pongo when you checking in with the Hitman Podcast. They said the music was too loud last week, but it's all good. I got it back situated. I got my PS5. We're about to get into the rundown real quick. Let's do it. Let's go. So check it out. Did you get the South Beach Ace last week? Negatory. No, bro. Negative, negative gross riders. Did you even try? Uh, man, I'm sad. Yeah, I did, man. Didn't work, didn't work out for the kid. I don't even know why. I was, I'm like, man, God know how much I want these shoes, and it's gonna work out in my favor. Just didn't, you know. I'm gonna try to hit the resale market and see what's good. Oh shit! <laughs> you be out there by yourself, <laughs> looking like a hitchhiker. You feel me? <laughs> Starting off August 11th, the Nike Dunk Low Sale Multi Camo that's dropping on the sneakers app. Dunk season, a hundred bucks. Y'all already know how I go down. Make sure y'all get up early to catch them. Uh, we'll go through this pretty quick. August 12th, the Jordan High OG C form for the women. August 12th, also the Nike new, I mean, I'm sorry, not the Nike, but the New Balance 327 Todd Snyder Farmer's Market. He got the wheat colorway, the pineapple mm-hmm. colorway, and the pomegranate colorway. Hit pick of the week, y'all already know how it's going down. I know you've been seeing it in case you've been living under a rock, you already know. The Jordan 1 Low Travis Scott Fragment Collab. He already came out yes, with sir. the high top. He came out with the PS5 alternate version of his Jordan one that he dropped earlier. Was it late? Was it early last year? Late last year? That was the shoe of the year for most folks. But he's dropping the low top version of his newest rendition. Um, That's on the sneakers out August 13th, along with the Travis Scott Jordan fragment capsule. They got the hoodie. They got the shorts. They got the shirt. They got everything you need. Rounding it up initially. Yo, I'll go ahead. No, go ahead. no, I was gonna say it. Initially, I was against. You know, you know how we be like, don't touch the classics. Mm-hmm. I was initially against the Travis Scott frags. I'm like, man, what, what are we doing here, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, but, but I then took a look at the lows, and they, they solid. They solid. The lows yeah. are solid, man. I ain't gonna lie. He got a decent one in him on that one. That, mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. Travis Scott has always been a creative director at heart, so. LaFlame yeah. know what he's doing when it comes to the shoes. Rounding yes, out the week, the 13th, you got the Reebok Club C Legacy Pleasures. August 14th, you got the Jordan 1 Retro High Pollen Black and Yellow Steelers colorway. Uh, to end out the week, August 17th, the Jordan Delta 2. Jordan Deltas are hard. Surprisingly, they I really like it. I like that black one. But they got the uh, mm-hmm. light photo blue and orange colorway. August 18th, the Nike Air Max Pre-Day Light Bone chlorophyll and green colorways and then to end out 
the week until we get back with y'all for the next episode, episode 52. It's the Jordan 14, Alayli May Fortune. That's the one y'all been seeing with the J, um, the J colorway, the Wheaton J. They hard. That's fire. Big gift for the ladies. Yes, sir. That's going to do it for the sneaker rundown this week. We need pictures, man. Make sure y'all send what y'all got in y'all closet, what y'all busting down, what y'all undead stocking. We need that. Send it to the mailbag. Hit us up on the Instagram. Let us know what y'all got week to week. We're going to get a competition going pretty soon. I'm trying to develop some shit where we can start giving away some stock X bucks or some goat bucks or something like that. Sounds sound so good. So we can get a little bit more interactive 4D for y'all. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? You feel me? What's happening, world? What's going to happen now? <laughs> <laughs> you remember that shit on, uh, what was that on? Brown Sugar, Ren and Tim? Yeah, yeah, the man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. All right, let's do it. Yeah. What you got for me? Yeah, man. Game I feel, show. I'm the one asking the question, huh? Back in the driver's All seat, All right, bro. cool. Man, I think this one is easy. Might trip you up, though. All right. So think about it Work. for the answer. Work. So we were talking about basketball, and, you know, something just popped in my head, like Mike D'Antoni, right? Right. And we talking about last week how he left the... He left the Nets coaching staff, and now he's probably going to be looking for another job, another head coaching job, which mm-hmm. led me down a rabbit hole of, damn, how many teams has Mike Tony coached for? But that's the question I'm going to ask you. Name the five franchises that Mike D'Antoni has coached. Head coach, assistant coach. Head coached. Just head coached. I ain't going to do you like that. All right. So we know him from Phoenix Suns, right? Yep. Coached the Knicks. Uh huh. Coast the Lakers. Yeah. Coast the Rockets. Yeah. It's one more team. One more team. Damn. I'm yeah, going to get this wrong. Hold on. Go ahead. I'm yeah, go ahead. The time on yourself. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. Uh, is it another West team? Uh, it's in the West. It's in the West. Yeah. Damn. West would be. Nah, wrong. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, hit the right button. Come on, bro. You did getting fumbled. I told you it was going to trip you up. Damn. That did trip yeah. me up. It tripped you up. Damn. Yeah. Are we counting one of the 19... teams twice or nah? Nah, not one of the teams twice. So right, you're so right. Mike D'Antoni did coach for the Phoenix Suns. Right. He did coach the Houston Rockets. Right. He did coach the New York Knicks. Uh-huh. And he did coach the Los Angeles Lakers. Right. In 1998, 1999, that season, oh, Mike D'Antoni, no. Mike D'Antoni coached the Denver Nuggets. Not the band. <laughs> I would have never got that shit. I know. I I, that's why I said think, the think about it wisely. Yeah, the Nuggets. How many seasons? Yep. Uh, one season. That was that was his first season as a coach. Oh wow! And he coached. He, yeah, he coached 50 games, and that was the the shortened season. Oh wow! Damn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that flew off my head. Yeah. That was a good question, bro. That was hard. Yeah, man. No, I I was like, damn, he might know it. Um, I didn't know. I it. ain't know so no I fucking like, coaches. I didn't know that at all. Like, like, damn, I'm ten years nuggets. old. I am. I'm ten years yeah. old. I don't know who's coaching nobody in ten. <laughs> you feel me? I know Phil Jackson <laughs> and whoever we coaching against in the finals. That's it. You know, just trying <laughs> to make you think a little bit. Shout outs. Who you got? 
you know, ask question. <laughs> yeah, bro. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. Uh, shout outs this week. Who am I going to shout out, man? Uh, I feel like I shout out the same people because it's all love with them, man. But, you know, shout out to somebody that's kind of uh, near and dear to us. Uh, our brother, Jason, you know, uh, Jay Hall, man. Appreciate you, man. We had a good talk this week. Good, protective talk, man. So uh, shout out to Jay Hall, man. Shout out to my brother, Will. For sure, for sure. Always keeping me laughing. Shout out to my boy, AB. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Stay strong, my brother. I pray, you know, it's all love always, man. And shout out to my brother, Corvette, man. Hearts with you, bro. For 1, real. 1,000%. Shout out to the bill. Hearts and mind, thoughts and prayers out to you, big dog. We love you. Uh, shout out goes to Bobby Bowden. One of the all-time greats. He yeah. passed away yesterday Absolutely. at 91. Um, Florida State was my team as a shorty. College football. Like, I was, I love Bobby Bowden, Seminole's team. He coached Hall of Famers, but he just always seemed to me like he took a real extreme joy out of teaching and coaching and bringing up young men and teaching them to be leaders. Um, yeah. So shout out to Bobby Bowden. You're going to be sorely Absolutely. missed. Um, I think he's second most in college wins in history. Behind Joe Paterno. In Florida. In Florida State teams is exciting you, coach, man. Oh, For yeah. Sure. Sersky. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Lamar Jackson. Keep your head up, bro. He tested positive again for COVID. Um, yeah, man. That Josh Allen contract, we didn't get to it, but that $207 million, that's pretty much the domino that he, that needed to fall. So when it comes down mm -hmm. to him getting paid, it's going to come in a major way. But just stay healthy, big dog. We rooting for you. I know no fantasy football team situations is getting... Uh, I guess sold up this week. I'm I'm chilling this year. The Cucamonga Cracker Killers were undefeated last year, so I'm chilling. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna stand by. I'm gonna stand yeah, on the sideline. It's a lot. We'll get into a next episode. I don't even want to dive into it now, but you know, he's, he, regarding players and whether that that is on on their health, and you know, we'll we'll get into that next episode because I think that's interesting. Yeah, I'm cooling on that. Um, yeah. Who else I had to shout out? Oh, yeah. This this story just came out early. I didn't even get a chance to get off into it. So, Errol Spence is out of the Pacquiao fight. Yeah, man. Golly, boy. First, first Deontay Wilder and uh, Tyson Fury. That happens. And we got to push that back. Yeah. And now, I mean, hey, prayers out uh, to Spence. You know, they said it's something going on with his eye socket, his orbital socket. Yeah. And so, um, hopefully he gets healthy. I know he had that terrible crash. Uh, a few years back, I don't know if that's something that's lingering from that, but yeah, so. hopefully, hopefully, he comes back stronger. Did they, they, they did say who they were replacing him with, right? Yeah, I don't, they got it. I'm I didn't see it. Now. Uh, damn, I just had it. They it ain't gonna, it can't be anybody I know. Yeah, it can't be yeah. anybody. I mean, I watch boxing, but if they if it was somebody that was worth seeing, because I think Pacquiao gonna beat up whoever they put in the ring. So it would have been nice to see him and Spence, though. Hey, bro, <laughs> boxing is turning into soap opera. Shout out to Leangelo Ball. <laughs> he putting on a show out there, summer league, doing yeah. his thing. Had the uh, had the family out there cheering him on. Shout out to Lamelo. He just signed a Puma deal. Uh, so so he well, was nice situated. too, and he showed up. I think he showed the summer league in a Puma jet. So that's how you. Yeah, that's his first shoe. Lit, lit. Shout out to yeah. the Ball family. Um, I think that's about it. I'm going through my. I'm making sure I got everything. Shout out to Steph Curry. He got a he got a documentary in the works. Uh, called Underrated. It's gonna be produced by A24. They they made the film um, Uncut Gems and a few other, a few other dope ass movies. So shout out to Steph Curry. Got one of well the works. 
Um, beyond that, the usual suspects, all the black podcasters that we rock with. Of course, the Supreme Pod guy, Jay Sims. Yes, Joe sir. Jack, KD over there, the Reason to Doubt podcast. Cody Mack with the interviews. What's the word, TV? What's the deal? How y'all doing? What's the what's, word? What's popping? Shout out Dino, Coyote, and Cardi on the Table Talk podcast. Ace and Table C Talk was the hot ain't going. What's the what's deal? We fuck with y'all 1,000%. With that being said, we appreciate y'all tapping in. Oh, my God. Before we get out of here, I forgot. Speaking of <laughs> podcasters, we got a mailbag. I wanted, to oh, get yeah. it, I wanted to get to it. Shout out to Martel Man and the Corporate-ish podcast. Uh, What's up, Martel? Tune in. It's some, it's, it's, it, it gets your life right. Get you out of yeah, get man. you out of spending your refund checks and your stimulus money on some bullshit. Yeah, man. Do Create some generational wealth. I'm a splice, but but here's here here's the mailbag from from the corporate ish podcast. I see y'all doing big things with the pod. I think y'all doing a great job from the format content. I don't even follow sports like that at this point in my life, but I feel like y'all podcast keeps me current. Congrats on the spins. Uh, question for y'all: I dropped my fifth episode. I'm at like uh, two hundred and some plays with the corporate ish podcast. The first episode I had did about fifty eight. The next episode did fifty. After that's 48, and now the most recent one is 33. I feel like I'm headed in the wrong direction when it plays. So I thought the numbers would be higher, especially having guests on. Uh, friend of the show, Chris Arsenal, texted me and said the episode about his episode said a lot of people were texting him and said they were listening. But in three weeks, we only have 48 plays. I'm okay with it. It could be worse, but I'm curious if y'all have any tips on how to grow your audience and how to get consistent, engaging listeners. I was wondering if mm. I should change something with my podcast or if I need to change the way I'm marketing it. Mm. You got any uh, advice for the for the brother, man? Yeah. Um, man, first of all, I uh, appreciate you being transparent about that, Martel. Like, that's, that's dope. That's hella dope. A lot of people won't even do that, right? You know, everybody act like it's all good. And, you know, you may not be where you want to be, but the first, I noticed you said something in there. You said you was going in the wrong direction. You're absolutely wrong. The, every episode you create, every episode you put out to the people, is you going in the right direction, bro. Uh, Chris, could, we could attest to this firsthand. Like, we didn't know how many plays we were going to get. We was right around the same amount of plays. Uh, our first episode did the best at first, for the longest. Our first episode was the best because that was just the first one that everybody wanted to know what was going on. Uh, but honestly, uh, and Chris has taught me this just to be more so uh, continue with the content, just continue putting out content, continue just wherever you can put out content, just put it out, man. People will see it. And eventually it's going to hit. It doesn't take like with anything you do, like just rappers that make songs for 10, 15 years. And it's not to the 15th year where one of the songs hit. Right. So at the end of the day, you got to do it for the love of doing it. Yes. You're doing it because you want people to listen. But if you're doing it because you love to do this and it's something that you're passionate about, the people will just come, man. Um, I'll let Chris, like, I'll let you go more so where, because you're more on the marketing side of things where you know whether, you know what I'm saying? You're more, more so than me just being transparent. Um, you're more out there or able to, you know, market and do those different type of things. I know that social media is important. I know that um, hitting different avenues is important. I know that gathering a target core audience is important so that they continue to come back to your shows. Um, but I'll let you just, you know, speak on what you think is important. 
It's all important, but the most important thing, like you said, is the content, bro. Um, you got to believe in something. Be down in conviction. Like, I believe in what we're doing. I've been, like, that's when we started it. We, you know, we talked about this for a year, year and a half before we got off into doing it. But my thing is, this isn't anything that we wouldn't be doing without cameras and microphones. You feel what I'm saying? Right. And I know Martel, right. I know the Corporate Itch podcast is something that he's well-versed in. It's he's dope. He's helped people change their lives without a podcast. You feel me? Like mm -hmm. some of the gems that they drop on that, on that joint is like mind altering. It's stuff that I got switched on to that I talked to my parents about. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, so the first thing is to trust yourself. Trust your process and believe in what you're doing. Don't think that because your your spins are low out the out of the gate that that's indicative of whether you're successful or not. Because it's not. Um, Hell no. And then the other not thing, the other thing, and this is something that I personally like subscribe to. Try everything. Like, don't be afraid to try anything. I'm I'm not afraid of like moving aggressively in terms of pushing our content in front of people. Not at nauseum, not to where it's like, all right, bro, I get it. Like, leave me alone. And I've had people like, I'll be at the barbershop and somebody got a music video and they'll try to pull it up on my phone. And then they go through my phone and start liking all of their videos from <laughs> yeah, my YouTube yeah. account. That's like, happening to me. Nigga, that's happening to me. What are you doing? Yeah, that's happening to me. You feel what I'm saying? That's happening to me. <laughs> so yeah, not, I mean, that's, not it's to, weird. That's yeah, weird too. Not to that extent. Ahead. Not that intrusive. But just you know, in conversation, in passing, like word of mouth is the biggest market. Is the biggest marketer that you can pretty much have because reputation travels faster in and out of rooms than you can ever get to physically. So you know, I've had. Co-workers, I've had uh, supervisors, I've had people reach out to me like, yeah, I've had people reach out to me and ask me, have I heard of a podcast? Have I heard of our podcast? They didn't know it was my show. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. I listen to these that's dudes, crazy. they funny this and that, and they played me a clip. I'm like, bro, that's me. This was before we had the the YouTube going. Like, bro, right. that's me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, don't be afraid to try stuff. You know, don't don't and don't be afraid to. You never know who you're talking to. You could be on a train. You could be like in an airport. You could be in a laundromat and not know that the person sitting next to you to the right of you has similar interests or is looking for information. And corporate ish is one of those things where from interviewing to negotiating salaries to managing your money to creating a portfolio to basically Making like protecting decisions. your chicken. It's a podcast about protecting yeah. your chicken. And who out here don't need more money or who out here doesn't need to know how to manage money? Everybody. Right. So why not right. subscribe to it? So right. They go your Check free, it out, man. They go your free promo, bro. Get out of here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Corporate hopefully itch, hopefully man. they go get check hopefully it out. that gets you a few more spins, dog. Corporate itch. And one last <laughs> thing, like Martel, you providing content that people like one thing that's never gonna go out of style is providing stuff that people need. Like you're providing information information that people can take and actually go use in their everyday life. And if, as long as you provide information, bro, and you continue to bring people on to provide more information, you only going to go up. So go listen to corporate ish, straight like up black -ish, and down. corporate ish, straight up and down. We appreciate y'all tapping yeah. in each and every time we do it. Rate, review, and subscribe. Rate, review, and subscribe. We're everywhere that podcasts live. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, all of that. You ain't got no excuse no more. Hit us up in the mailbag. Shout out to Martel for the question. Make sure y'all tap into you. the socials. Instagram, Twitter. It's all the same. The Hitman Podcast. 
at the Hitman Podcast, at Labeled and Known, at Mo underscore Sal One. Don't ever forget. What happened here was a miracle, and I want you to f***ing acknowledge it. All right, it was a miracle. Can we go now? Can we go now? Episode 51, we gone. Holla. Center. Oh!